0: two zero two four CFF. I can't wait to see you there. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on last week's show, Important Laws to Know When Hiring an Employee, informative. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, it's located on the right side of my page under the episode directory, which can be found on voiceamerica.com on the business channel. Or search my name and the page will come up. You can also find our show on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. If there are topics you'd find beneficial or questions you have, please feel free to reach out to me at media at com. Now, today I'm super excited to have Bibi Goldstein of Buying Time joining us on the radio show. So welcome,
2: Bibi. Thanks, Candy. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Thanks. Well, I wanted to just give a little bit of your information to our listeners, and then we'll go into some questions that we'll have today on virtual assistants and systems and processes. So, Buying Time LLC founder, B.B. Goldstein, is a time management and systems expert speaker, co-author of Get Organized Today and Business Success with Ease, where she provides information on establishing systems in every size business. She is an Infusionsoft certified partner and works with many entrepreneurs to automate and systematize their businesses in order to maximize their time. She is an active member of her business community in the South Bay. Bibi is the current chair for the South Bay Women's Conference, executive board member at the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce, the community chair board member at Redondo Beach Chamber of Commerce, advisory board member for Walk with Sally, a mentoring program, and past president of the South Bay Business Women's Association. She served as a committee member and past chair for the Manhattan Beach Women in Business, past president of the Kiwanis Club of Manhattan Beach, and a member of the 2011 Class of Leadership Redondo. Bebe has strong, lifelong ties to the South Bay community. She lives in Redondo Beach, California with her husband, Mark, and has a daughter, Julie, who's a hairstylist and a local entrepreneur. And although this gives lots of information about you, Bebe, it doesn't go into any detail, really, of how awesome you are in terms of the support (laughs) you give to business owners, including myself. So uh, (laughs) I wanted to just have you start a little bit on giving us a bit of your background. How did you even get into what you're
2: doing now? Oh well, so my background is uh, about 20 plus years in transportation and logistics, and I I started working in transportation uh, completely as a fluke. My my brother was working as a as a messenger. And they needed a uh, customer service person in their office. And so I, at 16 years old, uh, started working in their customer service uh, during what they called the swing shift, which was after school until about nine o'clock at night. And I loved it. And I loved the atmosphere. And so I stayed in that industry for quite a bit until I kind of grew into more of the logistics side uh my parents were both super uber clean freaks and everything had to be in a certain place and and um as much as i rebelled against that <laughs> when i moved out and uh you know um probably couldn't see the bottom of my living room floor for <laughs> a few months <laughs> um i realized later that it taught me a lot of things from a skill set perspective that i was able to take into uh my world of work, and so logistics was born, and I got to a place where I was working for companies like North American Logistics and UPS Supply Chain, where I was going into warehouses or helping to manage KPIs, and and I, for my last position with UPS, I was able, actually going out and, and helping warehouses to become more efficient, you know, figuring out, what and how they could manage their time more effectively and get better production out of uh, the warehouse. And so I went through six, six in Sigma training, which was super interesting. Uh, you have to really love detail. You have to really appreciate what um, you are um, trying to accomplish by understanding all of the things that could go wrong. And, so that kind of took me into uh, the world of of entrepreneurship, and I decided that I got to a point where I didn't want to work for somebody else, and I wanted to be able to have the lifestyle that I wanted and and be able to work from home. And so I started to learn about this virtual assistant world. Um, first, I started what we call a personal assistant uh, locally here in our area. And uh, we used to walk dogs and and pick up dry cleaning and buy groceries. And uh, one of the components of what we did was uh, helping people with organizing. And we would go in and we would organize people's offices or their garages or whatever it was and help them to, you know, kind of have a a better sense of their space and I figured out I was really good at that. Uh, so we took that a step further and started doing yard sales for people and then eventually as we were getting into that we had clients who started asking us, "Oh, you know, can you help me with the PowerPoint or can you help me with this?" and and that's when I discovered the virtual assistant world. That was really interesting for me because I didn't even know it existed. It was kind of like this underground thing that I was like, Oh my God, really? Like there's this whole group of people out there who work from home and, and they basically do the things that they used to do in a cubicle or in an office and, and um, they don't have to get out of their pajamas. So, (laughs) so we started to look at that and, um, and the virtual assistant world just kind of exploded. Uh, We, we started hiring and brought on more clients and more customers. And I figured out that I could uh, teach people how to um, help our clients. And then I started to figure out that there were other things that clients needed that they had no clue on um, how to manage their time or what's the difference between MailChimp and constant contact or, um, Wait, what's an online calendaring system? And and wait, I have a I have a paper calendar. You mean I can have my calendar on the computer and there's just all kinds of things that I started to figure out <laughs> that that I could teach people and not only teach them, have them say, "Okay, thank you for teaching it to me, but I really don't want to do this myself. Can I just hire you to do it?" And then, you know, our virtual side of our business was born from all of that.
0: Well, and it's interesting to hear, you know, you start a business with something as simple as picking up groceries or dry cleaning or things, and then start noticing the needs of your clients in other areas, and now you have this fabulous virtual assistant company that assists you know, people like me, there's lots of us out there that need some help. And I have staff here. Obviously, I have a full time admin as well, but I'm able to offload some of the tasks to you as well that make it just easier for me to operate the company, too. So how can a virtual assistant help automate tasks in a business? So
2: there's a variety of of different ways uh, a virtual assistant can do that and so let me just back up for a quick second for those of your listeners who may not really have an idea what a virtual assistant is uh, really knowing that that, and I always joke that what a, a virtual assistant can do anything that a on-site assistant can besides bring you coffee and lunch <laughs> um, you know so and, and that can be also arranged as well if we really worked at that but it's really kind of figuring out that that a virtual assistant is is somebody who can they can still answer your phone they can still answer emails they can you know be doing your social media they do uh marketing customer service um you know bookkeeping like what you do is is a form of what a virtual assistant does. You don't necessarily have to be physically in someone's office. You can be, but you don't have to be in order to do that. So how a virtual assistant can help to automate someone's business is because they can sit back and they've already worked in many of these platforms and in many of these systems. And I'm going to just kind of give you a couple of examples, if that's okay. Of course. So the easiest way that I can explain it is the calendaring and I'll, I'll I'll give an example of a client that we had who uh, was a therapist. And all of her clients would schedule their appointments via text message or while they were physically in the office with her for their next appointment. And one of the things that we we helped automate for her was Let's find an online calendaring system. So we moved her to Google so she could do all of her calendaring online. And then let's set up a linked calendaring system. So what happens is is that she could have an emergency phone call link, or she could have a session link, or she could have an extended session link. And she would then be able to send those out to her clients to book their sessions, and they would just be able to click the link, go, oh, these are all the times she's available, and pick it, and 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 then schedule themselves without having to go through and go back and forth on text message. The, the benefit that she also found was that we helped her set up then an uh, automatic reminder emails that would go out every 30 days. And whether or not the, the, um, the person had, had uh, booked again, from the day that they had their last booking, there would be 30 days from then another email that goes out that says, hey, you haven't booked your next session yet. Click here to book your next session. Because a lot of times they would just forget or something would happen. And how interesting was it? That she started to see her business increase and be able to uh, then um, have a full calendar and not worry about openings and save her time from reaching out to that client or cust- the, the, the patients to say, hey, I haven't heard from you in a while. Why don't you book with us?
0: Right, I'm sure that was a huge time savings for her too, and just alone the back and forth texting that was going on that didn't have to happen anymore.
2: Absolutely.
0: So you said you had a couple examples too. Do you have another one you'd like to share that would be something that would explain, you know, to the listeners a little bit better for those who don't understand?
2: Absolutely. So, so another way that we can automate a business is by helping them really clearly see the methods in which they are not focused on the the business that is their business okay so if you're a bookkeeper are you should you be focused on your social media so automating your social media finding platforms like later and hootsuite where you can actually go in and create all of your posts beforehand And be able to actually take those things and create um, my post for 30 days from now, for 45 days from now, and not worry about it every day. That is a huge time savings for many of our clients. They're, uh, what is the... um, word I'm looking for. Oh, the going down the rabbit hole, you know, you ever got on social media and you like start to post one thing and then you start right. to do something else. And then you click here and you click there. Half and an hour this, later. Exactly. <laughs> a half an hour later. Um you you can absolutely do that. And so this actually keeps them out of that rabbit hole. So but still gets their posts out there so that they can continue to market their business and focus on the things that they're doing by serving clients.
0: Perfect. And before we go to break, I think one more question would be great um, in terms of who would actually need a virtual assistant? Is it, you know, a small business, a larger business? Am I too small to hire you? Am I too big to hire you? Who would be great in terms of using your service?
2: So anybody who really uses a assistant or has outside work that needs to get done absolutely can use a virtual assistant. Uh, We have a primary. I will tell you that a lot of our clients are in the medical world, are um, coaches, um, business coaches, life coaches, coaches. Dating coaches, relationship coaches, we you name it, we have them. Um, so, you know, really it's thinking about how you use help from the outside world. Um, we provide everything from, again, customer service to marketing. We do some uh, graphic design. We have a web developer. We have um a, what we call uh, automation consultants that help you to look at your business and say, okay, we can automate this. Um, and you don't have to be big to do that. You can usually start with a virtual assistant with as little as two hours a month, um, which kind of helps you to get consistent with and with a newsletter out or something like that, you know, really getting to that place where, where, okay, I'm, I, send a newsletter out every month, but, you know, sometimes it goes out, you know, on Tuesday, the second Tuesday, and sometimes it goes out the very last day of the month or, you know, it's just that whole consistency thing. So you don't have to be um, super small or even, you know, a super big uh, entrepreneur to be able to, to take on uh, having a virtual assistant.
0: Well, I think that's great for people to know, too, because I know sometimes we think like, oh, I don't have enough, you know, to make it worth their time. But even two hours a month, I mean, that's a pretty small amount um, that would be easy for someone to hand off and start that process. And so uh, anyway, it looks like it's about time to take a break. So when we come back. We're going to continue to chat about working with a virtual assistant and also how to create systems and processes in your business. And if you have questions, you'll be able to call in a bit later in the show. You can write down the number 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. And be ready to call in when you hear the phone lines are open. You're listening to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer on Voice America Internet Radio. We'll be right back after this brief commercial break.
1: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you up late at night after a long day's work trying to do your bookkeeping? Are you frustrated with your lack of QuickBooks knowledge or feel you don't understand it at all? Do payroll tax calculations and reporting stress you out? Whether you're a sole proprietor or an officer of a corporation, Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services is here to help. We work with overwhelmed entrepreneurs to remove the burden of bookkeeping and payroll tasks, giving them peace of mind and the freedom to do the parts of the business they love. Our bookkeeping clients include service-based businesses such as medical offices, fast food restaurants, landscapers, and gyms. We also assist franchise owners to create the necessary reports to submit each month. We are a full-service payroll company, assisting clients of 1 to 120 employees. We offer full and self-service options. If you're ready to offload tasks that burden you, reach out to us today at 310-534-5577 or email contact at aband dp.com call us today have peace of mind tonight today we live in a truly global environment business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. You are listening to BizHelp For You. If you have a question or comment about the show, send us an email to media at abnp.com. That's media at aband Now, back to BizHelp For You.
0: Welcome back to BizHelp For You with Candy Messer. In the last segment, Bibi Goldstein gave us her background in the corporate world, how she started her business, and what a virtual assistant is. Now let's talk about systems and processes. So, Bibi, what is your definition of a system or a process?
2: So, a system is pretty much, can be applied to anything. So, it's it's looking at it in two different definitions. So, So, there's a systematic approach that we all take to something. Um, when you do laundry, most people have a systematic approach they they take to it, right? There's a process to it. You take the clothes, you put them into the washer, you put the laundry detergent in, you push the button, or you close the door, whatever it is, right? There's a system. Um, And there are so many things in our business that we have have failed to really realize that there's a system and, and a systematic approach to it. So answering the phone. When somebody answers the phone at um, Affordable Bookkeeping, what do they? How do they answer it?
0: They say, uh, "Thank you for calling Affordable Bookkeeping on
2: payroll. This is
0: their name. How may I help you?"
2: And so you establish that as a system to when they get trained or when they first come on, that you explain this to them. Correct? Yes. And then they have a variety of different. Um, uh, places that that conversation can go based on what the the caller says, correct and and then and then they would know, right? So if the caller if if they answer the phone, the caller says, "Hi, can I speak to Candy?" Then they the next response would be,
0: "May I yeah, ask who's up. calling, please?" <laughs> right.
2: So yeah. So here that's that's a really great example. I said something and you said something. Mm-hmm. So you said. Can I ask who's calling, right? So you're one of your systems in that is that the call is screened. Yes. Some people they their system may be to just if I'm available, put the call through. And you don't have a screening. So everybody has system systematic approaches to everything. So that's one definition is whatever your system is. Then you have those systems or softwares um, that are out there that you can utilize to help to streamline your business. I have come to learn so much about different systems from CRMs to calendar management, um, bookkeeping systems to, um, uh, you know, uh, cloud-based file keeping systems, uh, project management. I mean, you name it, there are so many different ones out there. And if you have somebody who talks to you, you know, like in your world, what's the most commonly used software or system?
0: Well, for us, for bookkeeping, of course, we're using QuickBooks.
2: Right. But there are how many other systems? Oh, like, tons. <laughs> right. Yeah, you have, you have industry
0: specific and yes,
2: Mm quick and fresh books, zero, like, I mean, there's so many different things out there. So just imagine that when you're talking about calendar manager, calendar management, when you're talking about um, project management, when you're talking about uh, uh, looking at, at different, even uh, within a project management system there is, then do you want it to be a communication, a a project management system that has a portal for clients, or is it just an internal project management system? You have so many different things that, that really knowing what system is right for you, you would have to do a ton of research, a ton of research. Our team, because they work in a variety of them, they can absolutely know which one based on what your needs are would fit for what you're looking for. So those are the two definitions of systems and then there's processes. So processes kind of falls into the same as the systematic approach to things, right? You have a process in place, but it's really how and why that process exists we have, we have processes, standard operating procedures is what we call them, SOPs, and we have SOPs for everything. You should have an SOP for how you answer the phone. You should have an SOP for um, how you onboard a client. You should have an SOP for um, how you network, how you follow up with networking. You know I mean? This is one of those areas that's super crucial, so really understanding that that it's easier for you to document all of that when you're smaller than it is as you've grown and you've hired more and more team, creating those SOPs on the front end so that you can hire somebody and go, here, here's our standard operating procedure for how you answer the phone. Right. Well, that was going to be a question I was
0: going to ask you too is, when should a business owner create their systems and processes? I know sometimes people think, well, I'm by myself. It's just me. I don't need to hire an employee for a while. You know, So what would you say to someone who thinks that way?
2: Uh, this is the best time for you to do it. And there's so many ways that you can. Um, I realized that when I started my business, I should have... I should have started most of my SOP documentation um, in my first year of business because that's where it was all starting. That's where it was all starting. We got to a point where that was, it, it became too big and too many people doing it different ways that I had to scale it back. And now putting those processes in place, you know, um, things like, this is what time you answer the email answer email in our service inbox from this is, you know, you, how your responses should look. This is um, what happens when uh, an email comes through and it's after five o'clock, but it's urgent. Like we put everything in there so that people can see what that is. So
0: when they create a system or a process, you know, you start small. It's like you said, before you even have someone that's have this in place. So it's ready when you hire someone. Obviously, when you grow, things can change. So how do you know when a system needs to be updated?
2: My recommendation to, to people all the time is that to make sure that you, at the very, very least, is that you have... Run through that that um, process at least once a year. Otherwise, the answer to that is that anytime there's an update or anytime you change something, that's when I would go in and update the process.
0: So, how do you help business owners create and implement the systems and processes? Because I'm sure you know, as an individual owner who's working on their own is feeling totally overwhelmed. Is thinking about having to do this on their own, you know, it would be ideal to have someone like you help. So how would you actually help them go about creating those?
2: So the first place that we start is by doing what we call a strategy and planning session. Um, And that's a session that someone can, can uh, sign up for with us. It's about um, anywhere from 60 to 90 minutes depends on the size of the client. And really what we do is we go through and we lay out everything in their business from what do they do when they sit down at their desk? What are the different um, areas that they focus on uh, marketing, operations, financial, uh, sales? What are all of the different avenues that they're working on right now that allow for them to uh really see what happens every day in my business because we just do right we go to work and we just do sometimes we don't realize like all of the different things that we're doing all day long and if you don't get it down on paper and really understand that wow you know my marketing efforts aren't really there and yet you know that's why I'm concerned because my sales aren't there but if your marketing isn't taking anything to your sales funnel, you can't sell anything. <laughs> right. you, know? you have to know what's working. And so we basically take kind of take apart their business. We, we go through and we have them just kind of brain dump, uh, their different, uh, systems that they're using. Um, those, those are always fun to me during those sessions because I'll usually try and um, those pro- it's probably like the second portion of what we do in that session. And it is amazing to me, like they'll go, yeah, there's nothing else. I can't think of anything else. And then like by the time we've gotten to the, to the end of the session, they have gone back at least three or four times and rattled off more things. Oh yeah, and I use, you know, um, Google Calendar for this. and Oh, yeah, I do use QuickBooks. And then, you know, so they don't. It, it's something that, you, that people do, I think, so naturally that sometimes it's just completely forgotten that they're doing it.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking that too. So do you just tell them then as you're going through the day, write down what you're doing? Or are they just trying to sit down at one point like, oh, let's take 20 minutes and sit down and think through your process? Like what would be the best way for someone to really think about? what they're using.
2: I am so glad that you asked that because at the end here, I'll have a little something for everybody where they can kind of have their own little inventory checklist of um, going through all of their systems because, you know, one of the other ways that that systems impact us. What's that? Is financially. So how many times have you paid for something or signed up for something and here you are, six, seven, eight months later, still paying the $9.99 mm-hmm. or whatever it is, okay. and you haven't even opened it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So true. we have this great um, inventory checklist that we use with clients that we uh, encourage people to do on a regular basis just so that and it's easy to do because most of us pay for that stuff with a credit card. So you can go into your credit card statement and look at all the different things that you pay for every month and sit down and, and actually document when was the last time you logged into it and then decide what you want to do.
0: I think that's a great point because there are times, you know, when we start working with someone doing their bookkeeping, maybe they were, you know, doing it themselves or maybe they just didn't have time. And they're finally coming to us. And when we give them the list of all the expenses and they're like, oh, what's in that category? And we tell them, oh, I had no idea or I forgot completely. Right. (laughs) So it's a good point. (laughs) It's definitely a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So I know going back to kind of the delegation and things here, too, that will allow them to use your service and it's probably also included in the systems and processes if you have the systems you can delegate but what are two major tasks that every business owner can delegate to save them time
2: so i think that the first thing i'm going to say is not going to surprise you candy (laughs) um (laughs) because it should be their accounting Um, Mm. the first The first thing that any business owner should do if they are not in the accounting business themselves or the bookkeeping business um, is they need to delegate that. They need to delegate it so that somebody else is is handling their invoicing or somebody else is handling their um, receivables or someone else is looking at numbers and reports for them and bringing them to them you're if they're the ceo of their business regardless of you know they're the ceo of one um they they have to have the ability to know their numbers if they don't know their numbers the rest of it does not matter
0: Mm -hmm. great point (laughs)
2: <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> so so that would be the first thing. I would say that the second thing that I would tell uh, all of my clients is it would really depend on how their business operates. Now, I say that because if somebody is, is heavily appointment-based business, kind of like the therapist that I mentioned to you, mm-hmm. If they're heavily business appointment based, then I am going to recommend that the next that that one of the two tasks that they that they delegate is going to be the appointment setting and managing of the calendar, because in all likelihood, that's the thing that takes up majority of their time. Right. If they are not, I would say that the next thing that I would recommend that they delegate is their uh, marketing and social media. Mm -hmm. really getting somebody else to manage their crm building their funnels uh creating all of the things in the background that uh makes people know that they exist right social media posting uh those types of things super important that they are creating a um they're creating an opportunity that they don't, uh, they don't go down that rabbit hole again. Right. We're back to the rabbit hole, like you know, <laughs> like like really just staying clear on their path of what they're doing versus what um, what isn't necessarily in their genius.
0: And I know we're getting pretty close to break, but I was just thinking as you talked about that too, so maybe we could just respond to this one question and then we'll get to our break in just a couple minutes. But I think sometimes people are just afraid to let go because they're afraid it's not going to be done properly or, you know, whatever the situation is. Maybe I don't want to pay for that. It's, you know, more expensive than I expect. So how, what would you say to someone who's afraid of delegating for whatever reason and how they might want to do kind of hand that off?
2: So that's that's a a fairly large question but <laughs> we'll try to tackle it in a minute. So um when you're delegating it's understanding what your threshold is and how much uh how much you want to know, right? You ha- you can't be a micromanager and um and n- hand off things that Uh, are going to really, really impact your business. So if you are a micromanager and you know that, then you want to take it in steps and you want to do those things in little pieces, right? If somebody is going to start managing your calendar, then you want them to be able to, let's just have them answer responses for right now. So you do them in chunks. Next, once they're good at answering responses, then we'll do this next piece that allows for them to reach out, that kind of thing. Okay, it's a great step to get everything started. And it's a
0: bit overwhelming at first, I think to figure out what to delegate or how to go about it, but step-by-step or talking with you or your staff to even figure out that process and what to begin is probably a great idea. So, but here we are, it's about time for us to take another quick break. Uh, Be sure to hang around to hear more from B.B. Goldstein of Buying Time and how to work with a virtual assistant. Remember, if you have a question, you can call in at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. We'll be right back after a couple commercials.
1: From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you up late at night after a long day's work trying to do your bookkeeping? Are you frustrated with your lack of QuickBooks knowledge or feel you don't understand it at all? Do payroll tax calculations and reporting stress you out? Whether you're a sole proprietor or an officer of a corporation, Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services is here to help. We work with overwhelmed entrepreneurs to remove the burden of bookkeeping and payroll tasks, giving them peace of mind and the freedom to do the parts of the business they love. Our bookkeeping clients include service-based businesses such as medical offices, fast food restaurants, landscapers, and gyms. We also assist franchise owners to create the necessary reports to submit each month. We are a full-service payroll company, assisting clients of 1 to 120 employees. We offer full and self-service options. If you're ready to offload tasks that burden you? Reach out to us today at 310-534-5577 or email contact at abandp.com. Call us today. Have peace of mind tonight. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to BizHelp for You. If you have a question or comment about the show, send us an email to media at com. That's media at A-B-A-N-D-P dot com. Now, back to BizHelp for You.
0: Welcome back to BizHelp for You with Candy Messer. Today, I'm chatting with B.B. Goldstein of buying time. Are there any questions? You can call 866-472-5790. That's 866 472 Five seven nine zero. In the meantime, let's find out a bit more about working with a virtual assistant. So, BB, uh what tasks can't a virtual assistant do for you versus what tasks can virtual assistants do for you?
2: So, again, like I said in the very beginning, a virtual assistant can pretty much do anything that an in-person assistant can do, but doesn't have to physically be present. So let me just give you a couple of different examples so that that will help to to create a a clearer idea. Um, Customer service is one of the biggest ones. So you could have an email, you can be a solopreneur, but you're like, let's say you're running an online uh, membership program or something like that. You can actually have a customer service uh, email that says, um, you know, uh, service at com, right? Mm-hmm. And a virtual assistant can monitor that inbox and handle all customer service inquiries or questions or issues before bringing them to you. Okay. Okay. Um, A virtual assistant can help to make sure, again, from a consistency perspective, making sure that you're getting a newsletter out when you're supposed to, making sure that your social media and your marketing plan is being executed in the way that it's supposed to be. Um, A virtual assistant can handle basic website uh, updates, doing things like posting your blogs, putting, um, you know, changing content on your website uh, making sure that if you are, um, you know, speaking at an event that a that a landing page gets built, or you know, setting up integration with your CRM. Uh, Candy, you know this, but I am Infusionsoft certified. Now keep an Infusionsoft <laughs> certified. Um, so, you know, there it, that's a full service CRM. Um, I'm a reseller. But my business works in Infusionsoft. My clients, everybody, we work in Infusionsoft. Doesn't mean that we don't work in other platforms. There's a lot of other CRMs and platforms out there. Entreport. um, uh, I mentioned Constant Contact and MailChimp. uh, Active Campaign. GetResponse. There's so many different ones out there. So we work in all of them. We just happen to um, do the certification in Infusionsoft because that's the one that I recommend the most. So, you know, really what you're thinking about is all of the different ways that they can get some of those those consistent systems set up for you. So when you're looking at, for instance, networking follow-up, Candy, do you have a stack of business cards sitting on your desk right now?
0: Thankfully, I don't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that makes me happy. <laughs> And, you know, and that's the thing that that most businesses really, really struggle with is I left so much money on the table because I didn't have time to follow up with them. We used to have, before we got into the whole systematic approach of this, we used to have where we had clients, even some that were in other areas of the country, um, we used to have them. Uh, actually take business cards from an event that they had gone to. Let's say that they went to a um, Redondo Beach Chamber mixer the night before, and they had collected about seven, eight, nine cards. They would stick those in an envelope, get those to us, and then my team would sit down and write the emails to those folks, following up and getting them you know, the, the, um, meeting or the coffee date or the, you know, phone call or whatever it was so that they could, you know, take advantage of that time that they just spent networking.
0: Well, and they always say, if you don't have time to follow up afterwards, you know, it's probably a waste of your time to go to the event. But how many people don't really have time in their calendar set aside to actually do that? The thing, I'll get to it later. And then it's like a month later. And now you're like, oops, I kind of missed that boat, you know. So that would be a good one to handle off, hand off. So how does managing a virtual assistant work? How would you manage that relationship?
2: Well, the best thing that I can tell you to in, in how to... Um, in how to manage a virtual assistant is one, having regular check-in calls. Please, like, no matter who you use, no matter what you do, even if your own team is virtual, always have regular check-in calls.
0: Very smart.
2: Okay. Um, The... The other thing that I would say is um, use some kind of project management system. Find something in project management. Um, We use a a system called teamwork, um, but something where you can both be um, really integrated into each task that you need them to do. Um, You can use a Google Sheet for it. Here's all the open tasks and and they get checked off. But find a way that you can both be looking at that um, ongoing to-do list that you need from them. Um, Finally, the biggest thing that I can tell you about working virtually is that a lot of people don't get the same kind of interaction, you know, uh, feelings around being able to talk to someone and see their emotions. So I would recommend that, whenever possible, and whenever meeting with with your team, to try to use Zoom or something like that, where you can actually see their faces and and they can see yours, um, and and to treat treat them like any other. Vendor that you would use, um, and I'm not going to get into a whole lot of. You know, Candy could can probably talk to this more than I can about whether or not you're using a 1099 virtual assistant versus <laughs> an employee or a W2 virtual assistant. But whatever it is, always make sure that you schedule time for um, for feedback. Try not to do feedback in the heat of the moment as something is happening, but almost like a debriefing if you're doing a launch or you're doing something that's like, okay, let's sit down and talk about these things.
0: Right, that's great. Because then you feel connected to the person too. It's not just like you've handed something off and they're kind of in the background doing it and then you just see a final result. You know, at least you are able to stay up to date with what's happening, especially if it's a bigger project. I mean, it's one thing if it's a very short project, but something that's a longer project, you like to see there's progress or things like that happening too. So, what is the pricing for hiring a virtual assistant?
2: So, as I mentioned earlier, I talked a little bit about how a virtual assistant—you can hire them for as little as two hours. Everybody works differently, and the way that our business works is that we are um, we are super focused on on really getting the client to a place where they know that they can grow with us. So with our organization, you can hire us for as little as two hours a month. That I think works out to a little over a hundred dollars or something like that a month. And, and that way you can just kind of check things out and see how it works. Um, we have a use it or lose it policy, which means that in that 30 days or in that month, um, you don't use those two hours, then we don't roll them over.
0: Mm-hmm. However,
2: the uh, methodology in which we um, do our tasks is a little different. So a lot of places, a lot of VAs will have a minimum that they charge per task. So let's just say that, that you have a task that says, um, check uh, customer service email Um, every day in the morning and every day in the evening or, you know, whatever it is. They have a minimum that says that even if it took me three minutes to do, I'm going to charge you 15 minutes Mm -hmm. because that's what my minimum is. We don't have that. We have a cumulative rolling for you to use up your two hours. So if it took us three minutes, that's all you're charged.
0: Fabulous. So... How, like, well, are there any final tips or tricks okay, so that you would like to share to help us work with a virtual assistant more easily?
2: So I think that the, 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 the biggest thing that I would say to anybody who is, is is working with someone as a virtual assistant is look for somebody who is not like you. Um, And I say this because if you if you're looking for someone who is not like you, then they're going to think differently than you. And you want somebody who's going to partner with you. You don't you don't want somebody who's just going to go do the task. Mm -hmm. You want somebody who's going to go, wait, Candy, why are you going down that path? Why do you why are you looking to do that? And that's where we end up in these where we we build these teams, but there's no creativity and there's no pushback because everybody is thinking the same way. Right.
0: Well, and I know that leads us into at the end, I know you said you had a special offer that you wanted to share. So could you give us that information?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I, as I mentioned, we have what we call a systems inventory checklist. Um, and really, it's it's really getting you to to keep track of what those systems are. Um, we'd love to get that to you. Um, you can go to overwhelmedbusiness.com, and that will take you to uh, to a opt in to, to grab that, and it'll it'll be a downloaded downloadable PDF that you can use and be able to actually see um, and look at what's your system. We gave you some examples of some of the systems as well. Um, And you can look at your monthly cost. You can look at the last time you logged into it and be able to be a little bit more efficient with your time. Our hope is that, you know, once you see that you could maybe save a little bit of money that you can uh, turn around and hire a virtual assistant for $100 a month.
0: (laughs) Right, And if someone wanted to find you, where would they find you?
2: You could find us at buyingtimellc.com. And uh, on our website, there is also an opportunity to book uh, a consultation or book some time with us or purchase any of our courses. We have a a pretty um, uh, detailed way of you interacting with us.
0: Well, I wanted to say thank you so much, Bibi, for joining us today. This time has flown by. There's so much more I'm sure that we could share. And uh, thanks to the listeners for joining us today as well. I hope that you found this topic interesting and it provided you information to help you understand the term virtual assistant and the benefits of working with one. If you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to Bibi at herbuyingtimellc.com or you can send us a message at media at abnp.com. Next week's topic is mistakes business owners make and how to avoid them. And you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is www.abnp.com. And p.com. and again, you can also find links on my Voice America page. And until next week, I hope that you have a wonderful week. You enjoy all that's going on. And again, if you need to have some help with a virtual assistant, uh, please reach out to Bibi and her team. They'll be happy to help you. All right, until next time, have a great week.
1: Thank you for listening to Biz Help for You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a terrific week.